0: Chapter 13 and verse number 10, let us stand for the reading of God's word for God's people this morning. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy, thine infirmity. And he said, he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Can I take a time out right now, just right there? I am glad that God can straighten out the crooked things in our life. He's the only one that can do that he's the only one that can straighten out the crooked things in our life. And after she gets straightened out, what does she do? She glorifies God. Can I say that's what you and I ought to be doing today. And we ought to be glorified, God. Uh, We should not be ashamed of who he is and what he's done for. We need to tell people what God has done for. And he said he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue, here comes that preacher, answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the woman, there are six days in which men ought to work and then therefore come to be healed and not on the Sabbath day. I find being healed on the Sabbath day is a good day to get healed on. Amen. I don't want to mess up my work schedule. I like to come to church on Sunday and see what God's got stored for me. The Lord then answered him and said, thou hypocrite. Doeth not each one of you on the Sabbath loosen his oxen and his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whose Satan hath bound, lo, these eighteen years be loosened from the bond of the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were shamed, and all the people rejoiced for the glorious things that were done. By him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we just ask you to open our hearts and minds and receive thy word. Help us to look at your word in, in a newness and a freshness each day, Father. Empty and fill with thy Spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Here in Luke chapter 13, we find the story of the bound woman. Everybody's heard this story. Preachers have preached on it. We find that the Bible seems to show us that every person here, you and I. There will have problems today. We all have problems today. There's not a person in this building that does not have a personal problem in some fashion or some way. And you're looking at a preacher that has problems. Amen. You're sitting next to someone this morning that is having problems. And they can be physical, they can be mental, they can be spiritual. Every one of us has problems this morning. You say, well, preacher, I don't have no problems. Praise God. Pray for those that do. Amen. Uh, But what the text shows us here this morning, for every personal problem, for every problem that you have, God has a divine prescription for them. I may not know your problem, but I know who has the prescription for your price. I don't know the questions that you have in your heart this morning, but I know the answer, and that is Jesus Christ. I am glad he is good for whatever ails you this morning. We see several factors in the story. First, there's the work of Satan. You cannot deny that this woman Problems more than just a physical problem. It's more than just a mental issue. Jesus said in verse number sixteen uh, that Satan had bound this woman for eighteen years. This work is not just a physical problem or a mental problem. This is an evil spiritual problem that work has been done by the devil in this woman's life. But can I, I tell you the problem with men and women today is? It's, not more, it's more than just a physical problem. It's more than just a mental problem. We see people that are drunkards, somebody that may be a dope addict, and immediately people will say, oh, they have an addiction. No, they have a sin problem today. You see somebody dying without God and lost and on their way to hell, they have a sin problem. It is a spiritual problem today. And there's only one person that can save that. There's only one person can break the bonds that the devil has put sin into your life. There's only one that can pull you. He's the only one that can reach down in this woman's life and straighten out the crookedness of her life. And he's the only one that can do that for you and I this morning. Number one thing that the devil will bound people with, whether you're saved or lost, He will anchor them to something that happened in the past. Every time a sinner uh, is about to get right with God uh, the devil will remind him uh, who you are, uh, where you came from uh, and God can't use you Uh, God don't want you, God don't care about you. Every time a a Christian person is about to uh, make a move uh, and grow for God, he's about to have some overcoming in life. The devil will reach back in the closet of your mind and pull out some of your past. and say hey remember where you were, remember who you are. God don't love can I remind you this morning the devil is a liar there's not a blot or stain on anybody's life that the blood of Jesus cannot cleanse amen he can change lives this morning this woman was bound to something 18 years prior there are a lot of people that that the devil has tied them There's something in the past. And you can never go forward. You can never take a step forward because you're always being pulled back by the devil. May I say this, if God has forgiven you, if God has washed you, if God has cleansed you, get over yourself. Try to get over it. Because the devil is going to use it every time to bring it up in your life. Uh, you're no good, you're no count. How do you know that, Pastor? Because he does it to me all the time. That's his job. The devil binds this woman and he's rehashing this woman's past. And she's not going to give help in the present Sure, she recognizes that she has a problem. Sure, she recognizes she's bowled over it. That's obvious. But going back and constantly talking about what happened in the past is not going to help you in the present today there are people today that will tell you uh, uh, you can walk up to them and start talking to them and and in five minutes it don't take long all of a sudden they start talking about what happened in the past somebody did me wrong because somebody said something the preacher did this it don't take long people start hashing up what happened in the past get over it the work of Satan was to bound this woman The work of Satan blinded this woman. This is interesting to me. I I find this woman is in a church this morning. Let me say this you're not fooling anybody just because you're in the house of God, and I'm glad you are, don't think it, don't get me wrong, but just because you're in the house of God, You're listening to good singing. You're listening to some Bible preaching. Does not mean the devil is not bound you. Does not mean the devil is not attacking your heart. Listen to me. The devil don't care where you're at this morning. He wants to bound your life up to things in the past. And he don't want you to move forward for God this morning. This devil does not have her blinded and bound in her heart. Just because you're in the house of God this morning does not mean the devil is not work in in your heart and your life this morning. Does not mean that. We we see the things that's happening in this woman. We see that uh, she's in the house of God. She's uh, at church this morning. She's praying with God. She's looking for God to do some things. But I want you to see what the Savior does for this woman's life. Look at the words are used. In fact, Jesus used these words over and over, loose and bound. When you study those words, they're deeper meanings. They have deeper meanings than that. They're deeper than that. This woman was loose and bound. She was in the house of God. She came looking like she always has. But Jesus is in church on this day. Now, I've been to church when Jesus wasn't there. But on this day, at this time, Jesus is there. You read the Bible and you study the Bible most time uh, uh, when the blind or the lame or the halted or the leopard would, would uh, see Jesus, that they would call out, Jesus, thou son of uh, David, have mercy on him. They would, they would come to Jesus and beg him to do something for them. But you don't find this with this woman. She's not begging Christ to do anything. She's not doing anything. I believe this woman had been so discouraged, so depressed, after 18 years of being locked down with this issue in her body. She thought to herself, what's the point? What's the point of asking God to do something? I've I've gone to him and I've asked him over and over before, but he did not do it. it, What a pitiful situation that she could be, that something be done about her condition. She's got to say, I've asked God over and over to do something. And here she was in the house of God. And the only one that could touch is in the house of God with her. And she never calls out for help. Now, how many times you've been sitting in the house of God and you've got issues in your life and you need help, but you never called out to God. You never reached out to God. You said, Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Ask God. But it's Jesus who calls out to her. You may be sitting this morning and say, Preacher, we're still used to going to the altar again. I've been down there before. I've asked God to do something in my children's life. I've asked God to do something in my family's life. I've asked God to do something with the situation that I am, and I'm still there, and I'm still waiting, and I'm still looking. See, that's not God, that's the devil. The devil is taking your help. The devil is taking your hope. But let me just say this. Go to the altar one more time. Pray one more time. This just might be the day that Jesus walks by and touches you. There was a work of Satan in this woman's life. I'm getting to the message. I'm going to get there in a little bit. Y'all hold on. There's also the work of self in this woman. Look at verse 11 and it said, And could no wise lift up herself. She's tried to reform. She's listened to all those positive thinking. She's listened to that if you believe it, you can achieve it. Uh, she's listened to that smiley-golly saying, hey, this is your best day yet. Uh, and she's listening to all those positive preachers saying, hey, uh, if you believe on that, you can achieve it. And here she's over bent over like this. Uh, she's been walking like this for 18 years. She says, I believe. I believe I can achieve it. I know I can. Uh, one, two, three. I believe. Get up. Hmm. She's, oh, I, I, I believe in healing. I, I believe in healing. I, I, I heal thyself. I, I believe that. Uh, I believe it. One, two, three. Heal thyself. No, oh, this woman has been listening to the wrong people. She's been listening to the wrong things. She's heard all that positive preaching. She's heard all those positive messages. Uh, let me tell you, that self. You can't do it. She's tried reformation, amen. Uh, it did not help her. She tried uh, religion, it did not help her. She's tried uh, the reverend, he could not pray. it He couldn't help her either. She's tried everything she can. She's gone to psychologists, doctors, and everything else. She went to spiritual healers. She's went everywhere she can, and she can find no help. I find this amazing to me. Anytime there's a spiritual attack on our lives, we try to handle it in the flesh. We want to do it in the flesh. Let me just say this. Mark it down. Anytime there's an attack on your life spiritually, you ain't strong enough, good enough, to fight it. You can't do it. It's the work of self. It's the work of self. I found my own self doing the same things. I I cannot lift anyone up. I, I, I cannot change any life. I thought when God called me to preach, I said, well, uh, I'm surrendering. I'm going to be a preacher, Lord, and I'm going to take my King James Bible and I'm just going to get everybody straightened out. I found out real quick. <laughs> it didn't take me long to find out. I'm just as quick as they are. I'm just as quick as they are. You cannot do it yourself. If a supernatural attacked on your life, you need something stronger and better than you'll ever be. She was working in on herself. She was trying to do it on herself. Two things will happen when you try to lift someone up in the flesh you try to do it on your own. First thing that's going to happen, you're going to discourage people. I've seen. I've seen preachers lay hands on people and say, you're healed. And they weren't healed. And if you say it long enough, you're going to discourage people. And let me just say this. If you try to do it in your way, you're going to make some people mad and run them off. I'm telling you. You've got to let God do it. You've got to let God move in their life. You see, the, the work of Satan You see the work of sin. You see the work of self. You see the work of the Savior. He did something no one else could do for this woman. What reformation could not reform, what religion could not do, and what the reverend could not do, there was a Redeemer. He rolled his sleeves up, flexed his muscles of mercy, and reached down in this crooked woman and straightened out her life. Aren't you glad there's still hope in your life? I don't care where you're at and what you're going through, there's always Jesus. There's always Jesus. He can fix any problem that you have. Anything that's going on in your life, Jesus can fix it this morning. It interests me that when everybody else looked at this woman, they saw her different than what Jesus saw her. They saw a bowed life, bound up. That's what everybody saw. What they were looking at was on the outside of this woman. This woman was bent over. She could not straighten up. She could not look up at the sun. She could not look up the stars. She could not look up the moon. Uh, she couldn't even look at people eye to eye. She was bent over for 18 years. And people will say, oh, what a pitiful situation she's in. Lord, help us. If we become cookie cutter, cutter Christians and look at people, say, Oh, look at that man, look at that woman, look how they dress, look how they talk, look how they walk. Oh, look at that beer can, look at that drug, look at that cigarette. Oh, help us. Because let me just tell you this <laughs> you can't clean them from the outside inward. It takes God to start that work on the inside. Start that work on the inside. God started the work. How, how, how do you know that? Listen, Jesus healed this woman. He did, not, he did not start on the outside. He went on the inside. He started the work on the inside of How do you know He started the work on the inside? Well, look at verse number 12. When Jesus saw her, He called her to Him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmities. He cut the authority of the devil that had over this life, her life. The transaction was done. She was free inside. But yet she was still bowed over. How do you know that? Well, look at verse number 13. And he said, laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Can I say this? And I'm going to say it with all the love I can muster in my heart. I would not give you a plug nickel for salvation if there has not been a change in somebody's life. I've seen so many to come say, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm certain to praise God, and yet they walk out the door and go right back to the same lifestyle they lived before they came in. Now, let me just say this. I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for somebody to walk out of the house of God praising God and ain't changed one bit. Can you imagine? this? go with me to this woman's time, and here she is. She's walking down the, city, the streets and the, the marketplace, and she's bowed over like that. And people says, "Hey, there's that woman. She's oh, praise God, He done something for me. He touched me." Sorry, my girl. You you look same. You, you don't look any different. I saw you last week and you were bowed over. I, I, I know so you ain't changed. There's no change in you. Now you imagine this. she walking down in the streets. The markets upright, smiling, singing a song. Shackled by a heavy burden. Need belief or gloat of guilt and shame. Then the hand of Jesus touched me And now I'm not longer the same He touched me Oh, He touched me Oh, what joy filled my soul Something happened When God touched me and now I am made whole. How many can y'all testify this morning with me? And Jesus reached down and touched your life. You've been bound up with things you were going through, heartaches and pain and suffering, and you didn't know which way to go. But all of a sudden, there come that mighty hand out of the glory world and reached down and touched it. And you got up to say, Oh, praise God! We see the work of the Savior. This woman is a testimony of what God can do for people who are in the right place doing the right things. She's glorifying God. You and I need to glorify God. You and I need to get right with God. You and I need to see the things that God can do. I want you to take a look at what the work of the Savior does for this woman's life. I told you those words he used over and over. Loosed, bound. Over and over, loose, bound, loose, bound. And like I said, you study these words, they mean it's a di- deeper meaning and more than just bound up, it means shackled up, hemmed down. But also, I got to studying this. Loose and bound are marriage terms. Romans 7, chapter, chapter 7, verse 2. For the woman which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, and verse 27. Thou art bound unto a wife. Seek not to be loose. Art thou loosened from thy from wife? Seek not a wife. These marriage, these are marriage, they're, they're a whole lot deeper. Now let me just say this. You might not think marriage is a big deal, but God thinks marriage is a big deal. It was legal in the eyes of the uh, people of that day. It is legal in the eyes of God to this day. And marriage is a big deal. It's just not a physical thing. It's something between man and woman, not man and man, or woman and woman. It's between man and woman. God set it up that way marriage is legal marriage is physical but marriage is also spiritually what happens between man and woman god bible said three cord fold cord is not easily broken in order for this woman to get loose in order for this woman to be free from the conditions she is Got to do something about her legally, legality of her situation, the physicality of her situation, and her spirituality situation. God is going to have to handle all three of these. And she came to the only one that could do that. I'm going to start preaching now. Preaching on the subject, the woman that got a divorce from the devil. Like I said, you've got to do it, her legality, physicality, and the spirituality. Marriage is legal, and you need a lawyer to get out of a marriage. Can I say that she got the greatest lawyer that ever lived? There's never been a lawyer that heartbeat like this lawyer did. You know the reputations of lawyers. They're shysters. They're in it for the money. They're not looking out for your best interest. They're looking out what they can get, what they can get out of it. They're not doing that. But this lawyer, she ran into a lawyer that's never lost a case. The Bible said that this lawyer in 1 John chapter 2 says, My little children, these things I write unto you that ye not sin. In other words, I don't want you to get bound up with the devil. I don't want you to get hooked up with the devil. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. That word, right, advocate means someone to plead your case, whether you're guilty or not, in front of the judge. It's an attorney, it's a lawyer, the advocate with a father. His name is Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Thank God, can I tell you that you have come to the right place? For somebody to take your sin case and plead it. Nobody else can do anything for your case but Jesus. And you know what? He'll never charge you a dime for changing it. There's not a bill for Him to change. What He'll do, He'll give you a full pardon this morning. Have you ever when you read the Bible, any time the Lord has representation, the devil also has representation. Every time the Lord shows up to represent some sinner to get him right, get him clean, the devil always shows up trying to condemn said sinner. You say, well, who is the devil's representation in this passage? Believe it or not, it's the preacher. He played devil's advocate. Told him, said, hey, you got six days to get healed. Why are you going to do it on the seventh? I I know some uh, preachers that's represented the devil's law firm. They were proud of it, too. The devil's law firm is good for this. They want to get you down and keep you down. He don't want you to rise up. He don't want you to walk straight. He wants you to walk bowled over for the rest of your life. The devil's representation is this. Don't get it right today. You ain't got to do it today. Wait another day. You've heard people say today... <laughs> That's what he's saying. You ain't got to do anything today. You can wait. He said there are six days in which men ought to work, and then therefore come and heal on the, not on the Sabbath day. In other words, is you don't get right today. Don't worry about today. You can cut another day. And how many times have y'all felt the wooling of God? Touch your heart. called you. An old devil pop up in your ears. It's not today. No, they don't do that. Don't do that. That's what the preacher's trying to tell him. There are some areas in your life that is crooked with God. And, and the devil is on one side, don't go down there, don't go down the altar and pray. What will the people think about you? I've heard that plenty of times. And on the other side you hear God saying, now is the accepted time the day of salvation is the day there's nothing more important to God than you getting right and getting things right with him To get straight now today the, the devil wants you to stop he don't want you to be healed on the Sabbath the devil don't want you to do anything on God you've got time, you've got wait. I'll wait a little longer I used to say, "God said it; that settles it, and I believe it." I got to thinking about that. God said it; it's already settled. I don't have, whether you believe it or not, whether I believe it or not. God said it, and it's settled already. So God settled, and that settles it all. I don't have to worry about it anymore. You need a lawyer. She needs a lawyer to get broken from this devil. She needs a physical lover in this. She found the greatest lover of all lovers. There is nobody who will love you like Jesus loves you. There is no one who will care for you like Jesus cares for you. There is no person that loves men's soul like Jesus does. what Reformation could not clean the hell out of her, when when religion could not regulate the hell out of her, and when the preacher could not preach the hell out of her, Jesus loved the hell out of her. I can see this woman standing straight up, singing the praises of God. Given the glory, she'd been under the weight and the burden of trotting down for 18 years. She tried everything in her life to get out, and under this condition, doctors had no hope for her. She had no hope, but one who loved her straightened her out. She needed a lover. Straighten her out. She needed spiritual healing. She needed the Lord. She needed the Lord to straighten her out. And did she ever find the Lord? Not only did she find the Lord, she found the Lord of Lords. You can't get no higher than one she found. You can't go no higher than the Lord of lords. pastor says that he loosened her. He says, not only do I loosen you, not only do I, I, I loosen you from that, I want the Lord over you. I want to lead you. You know the problem with most people today. They want to get loose from their problems but they don't want Him to lord over them. If you don't let God lead you and lord over you, you're going to die and go to hell. You can be loose from your problems, but you're going to die and go to hell. If you want to be loose from all your problems, then you have to let Him lord over your life. You're going to have to let Him lead you. Lord, over your soul. A lot of people like this. Lord, fix it. Lord, loose me. Lord, get me fixed. Get me fixed from the devil. And after that, leave me alone. Don't knock on my heart. Don't come to my house. Leave me alone. The Lord's going to loosen you. He demands that you be Lord by Him. You know the reason why that God demands once He sets you free? The reason why God demands for Him to lead the Lord over your life is once you get set free is because if He doesn't rule and reign over your life, you're going to go right back to what had you bound in the first time. P- wash a pig up all day long. If you don't keep him in a clean place, he's going to run back to the first pig puddle he can get to. Amen. So he's what he's saying is, if you want me to loosen you, you want me to get you unbound, then you must allow me to be the Lord of your life. You must let me lead you in the path that I have chosen you because I know if you don't, You'll find yourself right back in the same condition if God if he she said Lord and uh, when he said uh, uh, "Thou was straightened up and he got all right, she walk out of church she said well I, I'm healed I don't need to go back to church I don't need to go there I don't know to do this anymore I don't need God in my life I got exactly what I want I'm healed I'm walking straight it wasn't been long she'd been bound again the devil had been knocking on that door Here I am, here I am, and I got you exactly where I want you at. You may be sitting here in the same condition. You may not be bound over, you may not be pulling, but let me tell you what, there are some of us, every one of us is bound with something in our life, some point, another, and the devil keeps pulling it up, pulling it up, pulling it up. And it gets you defeated. gets you discouraged. You're not walking the path of righteousness. You're not walking the path of God. You're not having the joy in your life anymore because you're still bound to something in your past. You say, well, I haven't sinned like that. It could be a thought. It could be a deed. It could be an action. But something has got you bound up. Something's got you bowed over. Something keeps pulling you back. I can't walk the walk I need to walk for God because there's always something attached to me and I'm dragging. You ever try to drag some weights? I did that one with Reed up here one time. He had his suitcases. He didn't realize I had his suitcases full of rocks. He's sitting there holding the suitcases like that. Shaking. That's the devil. He wants to hold you down. And we'll allow it. But let me tell you, jesus can pass by today just like he passed by this woman says thou art loosened from thy infirmities that's what i want whatever's got me bound up whatever's got me shackled up i want to be loosened from it you said this sickness has got me down god can loosen you from it my past has got me down god can loosen you from it you know what I find the biggest thing that God has to loosen me from is me because the devil will get in my mind I'll start thinking things I should not be thinking I said God you got to loosen me you got to open me up you got to loosen me and that's what he wants to do for you and I this morning won't you stand this